Welcome back. I'm well. We're just gonna keep with this same theme, Nathan, aren't we? Oh, of course, of course. Welcome back. I'm Nathan Schwartz, and he is. I guess I'm. I guess I'm Richard Blue today. Um, today you're Richard Blue. I suppose. Not, not usually. <laughs> it really depends, like from day to day. I really, you know, sometimes we all, you know, we all wake up with different. You know, feelings. I'm pretty sure, like, there's like eight different people that actually live inside each one of us. That's fair. Sometimes you're Richard Blue. Sometimes you're Richard Green. Sometimes you're Richard Red. Yeah, I typically stay with the primary colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome back. Uh, that was, of course, Lady Loop by ALO to play us in. Uh, we took off a week. Well, just scheduling-wise, it just was hectic to get us together. Um, but Nathan, you're, you are on the road. It's for an unfortunate thing, and I just want to extend my condolences. Thank you, thank you. Uh, as some of you may remember, we briefly mentioned it, but my grandmother passed away uh, three weeks ago, uh, and then my grandfather passed away um, this past week, so I'm back in Louisville uh, for, a, for a second funeral, which uh, is it, really sad, but I... I Thank you for your condolences, Richard, and uh, it's been good to see family, good to see my cousins once again, so. Oh, family time's good, you know. I, I've only been through Louisville when we drove through there, but I hope you yeah. had yourself some good food. I did. Oh, I I spent a couple of days in Nashville recently where I went to a all-you-can-eat sushi place that brings you the sushi on a train, just, you know, keeps keeps bringing you more sushi. But, so. Oh, I've heard about these places. I figured you would be more familiar with them. Aren't they like a big thing in New York? I think there's a few in New York, but uh, okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot has happened. You know what I mean uh, in the NBA. But I mean, we have. I feel like you know, we should lead off with um, the biggest news of the day. And Nathan, what's the biggest news of the day? Carmelo Anthony. Oh. Definitely. I mean, he's always going to be. You know what? We from now on, we are leading every podcast with something about Carmelo. The Carmelo Anthony watch. The Carmelo Anthony watch. We have a new corner now. It's no more Middleton oh, versus Middleton. It's Carmelo versus Carmelo. We do need to bring back Middleton versus Middleton. We'll we'll have something prepped for that next time. Yes, definitely. I mean, it was a nice little segment. I, st- I still think Kate is is the better player, but mm. Chris would make the better monarch. Nah. Duchess, I don't know. But anyway, um, I mean, if you want to touch on Mellow, we can. No, no, no. That was, that was supposed to be a joke. Look here. The actual biggest news is the Jimmy Butler uh, trade. It's extravaganza. We've got Jimmy Butler going to the Philadelphia 76ers for Jared Bayless, Robert Covington, and Dario Saric. Those are all names of uh, real estate agents, right? Yes, except for Sarge is a mob boss. Okay, gotcha. All right, so yeah. basically they traded some real estate agents and a uh, mob But What country is he from? Ooh, man, why why you ask me the tough questions? I, I know, right? I, 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 I'm, you're, supposed to be like, you're supposed to be the info guy. I'm just like the, you know, the, the, the casual guy. You know, you're the stats and fact. You're the X's and O's. Um, uh, my boy Dario Saric is from my... St- Third mother country, Croatia. Oh, dope, dope. Dude, Tony Kukoc is from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tony Kukoc Zubak? Is, um, who? Zubak, the Lakers' third string oh, center. Oh, yeah. They've signed Tyson Chandler. Um, yeah, so 
this trade. Um, wow. I um, not, I didn't think Philadelphia was going to do it, and they I did didn't, it. I didn't think they would kind of have the balls to do it. Like, why break up the young core? Why give up you know, quality role players for a disgruntled star who has not reacted well to playing with youth? I think that Philadelphia... I think I think ultimately I think Butler's going to be a great fit, um, and they he's a an excellent defender, and um, I think they traded for him because Boston doesn't look that good, and they're like no. and they're like oh well you know Jimmy Butler probably puts us even at, even maybe even over Boston at this point, and you know Simmons can guard onto Tacumpo and I guess you know this really puts them into you know, at least getting to the finals. I don't know about title contention, but also Butler's young enough where, you know, their window now just opened up for the next few years. Definitely. They're like now like the tight where I said where I would have thought they were like maybe four years away from really being like a championship team. I would say now it, it's not going to happen this year. I don't think so, but unless her injuries, of course, but well, again, we'll probably touch on that in a little bit, the injuries in the NBA, but I think that they are, Within the next this year, next year, if things fall right, they could be uh, they could bring a championship to Philadelphia for the first time since what eighty two, I believe, uh, with Doctor when Doctor J won with Moses Malone. No, I feel like they snuck in there like eighty five ish. No, because eighty five was the Lakers Celtics year. Yeah, I think eighty two was that only year with with Moses Moses, if I'm not mistaken. They had to have made it since then. No, I mean like to win the championship. Though they made the NBA Finals in two thousand. Oh, I think. Yeah, with yeah, the Iverson year. Yeah, with Aaron McKee. Of course. And what am I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't I'm know. I'm actually gonna look this up right now. Yeah, they made it in two thousand and one. Uh, before that was actually it was eighty five. If so, it was right. That was they not made, a year. Oh, never mind. They won in eighty three. They won in eighty three. That's the last time they won. 1983. I just, I don't like giving up this much depth. Uh, I think Bob Covington was a really good defender for him. He was all defensive. Uh, one of the NBA all defensive teams last year. I can't remember if it was first or second off the top of my head. Uh, but he was also a good three-point shooter. Saric, Saric was kind of a co-point guard with with Simmons. He moved the ball really well. He could score decently. And Butler's a bit of a ball stop. I'm not sure that I like this move for them. I don't... The thing is, they did give up some depth, but at the same time, I feel like... It's just like... I don't know. This is a great move. It's I don't know. Like... I, I, like, I had heard of Covington. Yes, I had heard of him. I've played 2K, and then, you know, I've sumped him in once, you know, or twice. And Sarek is not also not that bad of a player either. But it's Sup, like, they were... Sumped him in. He's a starter. Oh, well, I don't know. I feel like I've played with him, though, at some point. I didn't really... I don't think I scored any points with him. But what I'm saying is, like, oh, Jimmy think. Butler and Ben Simmons and uh, the process men... I think that this is like it was a good move. Like they they can fill in other pieces around them, but now they've got like a legitimate like two way guy who you know 
can maybe push them to the next level. I mean, b- both Simmons and Embiid have a lot of maturing to do for sure, and Simmons needs a mm-hmm. jump shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, like with Reddick, you got they got some really good pieces there, and I really, with Butler now, they're. I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, they're much closer to a championship than they wouldn't have been, and it was. I think they got it for a steal. To be honest that, with that you, that is fair. They got it. They like for, these are people. Like I said, it was real estate agents and a mob boss. You know what I mean? They got like, you know, that is fair. And I, I actually do really like this for Minnesota's end because I think that these younger players will pair better with Towns and Wiggins moving forward. Um, I'm not entirely sure about either team's starting lineup moving past this. You know, you're losing two starters from Philadelphia. I think the easiest move would be to actually call Simmons what he is, which is a power forward that handles the Brock a lot. You know, kind of Al Horford-esque of initiating the offense. But let's call him what he is. He's a power forward. If you slot him in at power forward, you start slot Fultz in at point guard, JJ at shooting guard, Butler at small forward, Embiid at center. This whole lineup makes a lot of sense. But if you're going to continue to play him at point guard, it, it gets pretty jumbly. And, I mean, I'm not sure who you bring in as your starting power forward now. Well, well, I have a question. You mentioned someone there. I'm not really sure if I've ever heard of him. Uh, you said Markel Fultz. Who's that? Uh, yeah, you know, the guy with the broken jumper that uh, sat out half of his rookie season with the yips. I, I just know the yips as an episode from uh, How I Met Your Mother, uh, Platinum Rule episode, where... Uh, Barney uh, can't talk to women anymore. And he, they said he has the yips, and Heidi Klum comes and tries to help him out with the yips. Yeah, well, I mean, that's basically what Mark L. Fultz did. After being the number one pick and people thinking he was a surefire all-star, he uh, decided that he couldn't shoot a basketball anymore. So Heidi Klum came and helped him out? Well, you know, no. <laughs> Uh, I think it was who's he working with? Was it John Hammond over the offseason? No, that's uh, that's someone entirely different. That's uh, Orlando's general manager. I just want. But what is it? The reason I, brought, I bring him bring him up, uh, Mark Alfalts, is I'm surprised they didn't have to give him up in the trade. Do you, do you think that yeah. Minnesota wanted any part of him? I certainly would have. I mean, yes, he's he's had a problematic start to his NBA career, but he still was very highly touted. I don't think you give up on point guards that quickly. I, I certainly don't give up on high draft picks that quickly. I was still very high on uh, the Nets' hopeful rehabilitation of both Russell and Jaleel Okafor, just because these guys have talent. There's a reason why everybody in the basketball world thinks that they should go in the top five. Look, I saw, I saw, I saw my boy Okafor dismantle my, my poor Wisconsin Badgers men in the championship game. In 2015, mm-hmm. and that broke my heart. I wanted Frank Kaminsky to win a title so badly. That oh, Badgers, God. the Badgers deserve that. Him, Sam Decker, Josh Gossett, they, two of the three which I've met, they they deserve championship. And um, no, Duke just, I had forgotten about them. It was a year they kind of just snuck up on everybody, because everyone was focused on undefeated Kentucky, which Wisconsin beat handily. Uh, the round before, but yeah, Okafor, and I'm hoping Okafor will turn his career around and Russell, but I don't think they, I mean, neither of them have really landed in like the right spot, they need to find their Indiana like Victor Oladipo, but there's still time they're like not even 24 yet 
No, they're like not even 22 yet. Oh, I guess I guess Jalil is 23 now that I pull him up. But, you know, he's in New Orleans, so I'm not sure that's a good spot for him either. But No, he just keeps, like, it seems like he only leaves the house during rush hour. He keeps getting into these, like, congestion, like, traffic jams. Like just with logged with like people who are his size, that there's they're just flushed with people. Like he needs to go where he can play a role. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really surprised he didn't look at L.A. or L.A. didn't look at him. Um, I guess either Lakers or Clippers. I was really thinking more Lakers, but they both have have holes in the center. I mean, L.A. just signed Tyson Chandler, and it's amazing how good Tyson Chandler has looked in his first two games. Getting you know blocks, setting screens, tip outs on the offensive glass, but well, he's rejuvenated playing with LeBron. I think you know. I think everyone gets their like you know their second wind. He's like fifty six. Who Tyson Chandler? Yeah, yeah, he's probably like around. He's probably. I thought he was probably close to like sixty three, sixty four years mean, old. The dude looks like he hasn't shaved in, you know. Three years. Hey, it's November. It's November. Have you seen his beard? That I, neck beard? I have not. I did see a... The one highlight I've seen of him as a Laker was... Uh, uh, he, he kept the ball alive for a play during mm-hmm. one of their games on ESPN and had it on. But um, anyway, but back to the, the Butler with the faults trade. Yeah. So it's just, I, it is still really interesting that that... Like that Minnesota was able to get Minnesota was able, like well that Philadelphia was able to get Butler without having to give him up. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you just look at what Minnesota had to give up to get Butler. You know, they gave up Zach Levine, who is having a great season. Yep. Uh, Chris Dunn, who looks like a very solid point guard of the future. Um, both things that Minnesota really could use, and then Lowry Markkinen, who has been injured and out this whole year. But you know, Lowry next to Towns, at least in theory. Uh, if Towns could learn how to play defense, would be a really good team. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what? All right. Uh, the next thing I wanted to touch on with this Butler trade was uh, his intentions of re-signing. What do you think? Do you think he's committed to like, you know, based on what you said about the youth problems? Do you think he really wants to be a part of this Philadelphia youth movement? So, from what the rumors are, is that there's kind of the the backroom handshake deal, wink and nod deal, that they're going to sign him to a long-term extension uh, next season, or they'll re-sign him to a long-term contract next season. Um, I really hope neither party is sold on that. Uh, I, I feel like Butler is not sold on that. Like, he would go somewhere else, unless if the opportunity arose. Uh, and I really hope Philadelphia is not fully sold on that because he's got a lot of minutes on him. Uh, this is his year 29 t- No, he doesn't just have a lot of minutes on him. Those are not just any old minutes that Jimmy has riding on him. Those are Thibodeau minutes. So I feel like they yeah. count for double what a, what a normal minute would count as. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, it's a lot. Let me, uh, let me actually just grab have another player here to compare minutes-wise. All right, never mind. That was a terrible comparison. And um, yeah, you know, for he's played 468 games. That is less than 
well, Wade has about, I just, I figured Dwayne Wade would be a, a fair comparison, but they, they're actually about on pace minutes-wise. But still, it's, I don't expect him to stay good for super long. I mean, just because uh, of those minutes, I think he's going to have a really sharp downward turn, and if you give him a full max, you know, for the, the four or five years, he'll be good for two or three of it. And then that last season is just going to be crippling. It's true. And I, I don't know. I mean, I could I could see a scenario where, I mean, provided if Toronto wins the championship, I think Kawhi will stay. Even if it's a really good series, I can also see him staying. But I could also see both of those guys moving. Like, I could see Butler leaving Philadelphia. Where he would go, I don't know. But I also, like, I don't know. We'll see it. Let's see how he fits. Like, they got their first game coming up when? Tonight? Tomorrow? Um, so he, he, the reports are that he won't report until Wednesday. Okay. So we've, we've still got some time to wait. Uh, as far as where he might go, his options are drying up pretty quickly. Um, when Kyrie announced that he was going to stay in Boston. Yeah, people that say kind of hurt things though. I don't know. Well, true, true. But that still hurts the idea of them joining forces in New York. Um, now he's really reliant on will KD leave, uh, will, uh, Kawhi leave. And I think Kawhi is more than likely going to stay. Um, Kevin Durant, I also think, is more than likely going to stay. So I think he might, Jimmy might be seeing the writing on the wall, just saying, you know. This is not a bad spot if I'm going to be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. He could I'd be in a lot be, worse place, like, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'd much rather be with Embiid and Simmons than Towns and Wiggins. 100%. Also in the East, which is surprisingly competitive out of nowhere. Um, I mean, it, it's got a good top four. Indiana is number five, is solid. But I mean, a, after that, I can't remember the East having four good teams in a long time, buddy. <laughs> it's been a long time since the East had more than two good teams. You know what I mean? But fair. You know what I mean? Like, even in like LeBron's like best day with the Cavs, you know, with the Heat, you know, Indiana was okay. And Chicago was okay that one year with Rose. But otherwise, there really has... And Boston was always, like, lurking, but... You know what I mean? It wasn't... No I mean, one, like, was really, like... During the heat days, the East was, like, was a joke. The, there was that top Atlanta team. Excuse me? Who? Uh, a- Atlanta. What? Is there, is there still a team there? I thought they moved to Winnipeg. No, no, they're moving back to St. Louis. Ah, Okay. Um, no, I remember that. But Bokenholzer, Button Holzer was the coach of that team. Yep, yep. See, they went, 60, the they went 60 and 22, I remember. Yeah. And then, but guess what, though? Atlanta, the Atlanta team, didn't enough. Atlanta team get, didn't Atlanta team get swept? Um, I want to say... Yeah, they did get swept by LeBron. Yeah. They got swept. Um, so, yeah, I don't really... Like I said, there haven't been any really good teams. Like, Atlanta won, like, they were... They were basically were Portland, Portland East, you know, yeah. great regular season numbers. So like like I said, they were not really good teams. Now we've got four legitimate teams that, you know, where I would say all four have an even chance of coming out of the East. Yeah, I, I still, um, well, I guess I don't. It's not still because I've changed my mind. I now favor Toronto coming out of the East. I have of the Bucks at second. Um, I still think Boston will figure it out for third, and I guess that puts Philadelphia at number four right now, but we'll see how they look. All right. Um, 
So let's move from the Butler trade. So I think to the to the next big superstar watch the, for movement. The big superstar. I mean, this is the biggest superstar there is. The greatest. Surefire Hall of Famer. First team. First, no doubt. First, first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, maybe the greatest player to ever play for my team, ever. We I mean, we won we won so much with him. Like I got actually got tired of winning. How much I, how much we won with him? Like I'm exhausted. You know. Uh, and of course, the player that we're discussing, Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Oh man. So he made the next grade again, for sure. So, so there's there's reports out of Houston that they may be looking at a buyout. Uh, they may be looking at cutting him. Uh, his time in Houston may be short. So Richard, I've got one question for you. And it's how much would Carmelo Anthony have to pay you personally for you to take him back to the Knicks? I think we gave him like $189 million in between those two contracts he was on with us. I don't know the <laughs> actual number. That's just like a, I'm throwing it out there. But it's probably wrong. Um, but we gave him a lot of money. So I would want back every penny. Um, the players that we gave away for him, honestly, never really amounted to anything, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But together, the Knicks, they were good. Ultimately, Gallinari could never stay healthy. I love Wilson Chandler as a, as a DePaul alumni. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's, Carmelo is just, it's really, um, the, the fall for him has been really, you know, in, in a, like this is as terrible as a Nick fan. I feel like you know it's a kind of like, you know, whatever. Like you, like I don't. It's not his fault. It, I cannot blame him technically because, you know, Nick's have been just terribly mismanaged. But he wanted to come here. He pushed to come here. You knew the situation. Whatever you didn't make it better. Not that it's his like responsibility. He did play okay. We didn't make the second round of the playoffs for the first time since. What ninety nine? So, obviously, you can so, see I have a lot of feelings. So I'm I'm pulling up the uh, I'm pulling up the Carmelo Anthony trade details. Um, and the New York Knicks traded Raymond Felton, Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, and Timofey Mozgov. Mozgov is the goat, but along with a 2012-2013 second rounders or. One in 2012, one in 2013, a 2014 first rounder, and a 2016 first rounder. Do you know who those two players were, the 2014 and the 2016? Do I want to know? The 2014 was the mob boss himself, Dario Saric. Oh, wow. Look at that. Everything comes full circle. (laughs) And the 2016er is the one that probably hurts because it was Jamal Murray. Oh my gosh, yeah. Look at that. We just, we... It really, thank God we had our first round pick the year. Thank God they put in that, that like rule that you can't cons- trade consecutive first round picks because we wouldn't even have Porzingis. Thank God it's, it was, thank God he came out in an odd year. Well, I mean, it's an absolute lifesaver because, you know, the, with Minnesota trade, and, and not to backtrack too much, but they were given multiple offers, one of which was the four draft picks from Houston. And I know I've seen a lot of people making fun of them for taking this trade over the four draft picks. 
Well, those four draft picks wouldn't be consecutive years. So even if the Nuggets or even if the Rockets start to go downhill, they're still going to be able to draft a guy every other year to help get them out of that downhill slide. So you know, this year and next year, or this year and uh, the 2019 and the 2021 picks are still going to be good picks. Maybe that's 2023 is a a mid-level pick, but they'll have been able to draft in both 2022 and 2024 to try to keep that 2025 pick good, and they can throw crazy protections at it. So I absolutely don't blame Minnesota for not taking the four draft picks. By the way, that's a place that you maybe could end up. Uh, just back, uh, just slowly touch on Butler again. Maybe he can. Maybe he leaves and goes to Houston. You know? Butler? Yeah. In the offseason? Maybe. I don't think they've got cap room, but it's Daryl Morey, so... Even if it takes him signing 12 guys to minimum contracts to flip for Butler, he's done it before for Chris Paul, so I don't see why he can't do it again. Yep. He'll do um, it. But, but Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, watch. Where where do you think is a good spot for him? Uh, other than China and retirement. I didn't even think about China. Jimmer Fredette just dropped 75, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Also, Jason Maxiel tried to kill a guy. In China? During a basketball yeah. game? Yeah, it was... Uh, he tried to kill it, someone it might... during a basketball game. So, uh, this guy get, kind of cheap shot shoves him from behind, and Jason Maxiel just turns on him, throws a punch, and the Chinese guy books it to the, the far side of the court, or with Jason Maxiel chasing after him, a ref tries to get in between them, and he just shoves the ref off like he's nothing. Uh, it might be an older video because one of the Beasleys was separating them, and I'm pretty sure that Beasley's back in the NBA. But it it recently came across my uh, my Facebook feed. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, um, yeah, John Maxiel, he was a piston, right? Yeah, I remember. I remember drafting him in 2K in the later rounds. I love how all of your basketball knowledge is based off of 2K. Literally, as it's the only reason that I am able to co-host this podcast with you is that my good friend and I my good friend Robert Rubenstein who perhaps will be on this podcast one day uh, and I played 2k for hours and hours drafting and crafting franchises like and it was my favorite thing to do you know do you have a do you have a gaming system right now yeah I have have 2k18 for PS3 I've somehow found that but for $20 I haven't really played it um, but I do have, um, but it's really, um, I love it. I've always wanted to be GM. I like playing around. I like trying to create, you know, because you're trying to wait, create, wait. you know. Did you say Did you say PlayStation 3? Yes, I still have a PS3. Oh, gonna, man. Come on, Richard. We got we to gotta get you into the modern world. You know what? I'm very happy with my PS3. I have no complaints. So I'm, I, we're, we're good. We're good. Um, right. But with Mellow, where could he go? I think... China uh, is an, an option for him. I think the broadcast booth, maybe. Maybe it's time to call it quits. Mm. Um, I don't feel like he'd say anything interesting. I don't know. Maybe he just needs to get a reality show. I don't, it, where could he go at this point? There's nowhere for him to go. I mean, Lakers, I Lakers always, don't. What, do you think he could go to Lakers? I will always have the fear that LeBron will bring in part of the banana boat, uh, which Carmel was not on the banana boat. But he was on that vacation. He was the one that took the photo, uh, which just says, "Man, I am not in this crew." 
Uh, but Gabrielle Union's always quick to point that out, that she was on there with uh, with Wade, LeBron, and Paul, and Carmella took the photo. Um, yeah, I don't know who Carmella's friends actually are. LeBron, Wade, and uh, and Chris Paul. But, like, really? I feel like LeBron, Wade, and Chris Paul are, like, a group, and then Carmella's just kind of there. I mean, it, it's definitely LeBron and Wade are close. They're, they're the closest. But LeBron and Chris Paul are also super close. Was because they uh, they were the head of the players union for a while. Um, I'm not sure how close the other friendships are, but gosh, was it Howard Beck that did the um, that did the really nice piece on the LeBron uh, LeBron Carmelo friendship last year? Uh, so someone did a really intensive piece because that was just a beautiful piece of literature. Um, I think it was I think it was Howard Beck. Well, uh, as far as other teams, Nathan, maybe he goes back to Denver, or maybe Portland. I don't know. There's just no. Maybe the Clippers. I don't know. Where there's no. I don't see where he fits in anywhere. What about Atlanta? I know they traded for him and caught him earlier this year. Um, maybe Cleveland. <laughs> they got nothing else going for them. Yeah, I just. You know, Atlanta's still playing Vince Carter, and they're playing him minutes. He just was starting for them. So, and they're just trying to run and gun and shoot. So, I don't see why he, why Carmelo couldn't do that. You know, you know, we can start to make a compelling argument now that Vince Carter may be better than Carmelo Anthony. Oh, that's without a doubt. Like, the, long, I mean, the longevity of his career and the fact that he's still performing at, well, albeit like a very... C plus level, it is better than Carmelo Anthony showed this in the last three years. At age forty two, the fact that he's still performing at all is just amazing. Right, you know what I mean. I so Carter might be. Is Carter in your top one hundred? Yeah, he is, and I believe he is actually ranked out ahead of Carmelo. Good, I'm happy about that. So the numbers saw it way before, you know, we discovered it. But um, maybe Atlanta. I don't know. I just I want him out of the league personally. I just think he's there's no there's no spot for him. I think he's he's kind of dumb. It's 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 unfortunate. But, but. all right, uh, I lied. Uh, Vince Carter came in seventy sixth on the all time rankings. Carmelo Anthony came in fifty uh, eighth. So yeah, I'm gonna take some flack for that one. But it's a matrix. I had no say in it, and I stand behind it. <laughs> All right, so I think that's enough for uh, mellow corner, mellow for mellow drama, as we New Yorkers would put it. Um, so next on our little rundown, we got the Curry and Westbrook injuries. Yeah, um, I don't really know too much about this. So I'm gonna let you lead. So really, both of them are just injured. Um, Westbrook looks injury was really nasty looked like he snapped his ankle straight off uh they're calling it a sprain um i've listened to some medical people discuss it saying that it looks more like a high ankle sprain which can be uh uh, roughly three weeks of injury time um so oklahoma has been struggling already to start out the season and they are Let's see where they're at in the standings, but it they're, wasn't they're, good last year. They're, they're, in, they're in the playoff picture. They're in seventh right oh, now. Seven, seven five. five. 
Not too bad. They started off rough, but they're okay. Yeah, it's just, you know, if you're going to be missing in uh, Westbrook for a while, that could could take a turn. Um, Golden State, along with that Curry injury, they're without with Draymond Green right now, so they're down to just two stars, and their bench has not been the deepest in years, or in, in recent years. So it certainly could be something to watch out for. Her, um, both these teams taking a little bit of a slide. Um, I wouldn't be terribly shocked to look up in a week or two and see Portland actually leading, Portland or Denver leading the West. Um, so if that happens, you guys heard it here first. But it, it's really just injury concerns which for these teams. Nothing, um, nothing too structural to worry about for the long term. Do you think so? You think that you know everything will turn out fine? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Curry's injury sounds very precautionary that they're going to keep him out for a while. Uh, Steve Kerr said it looked optimistic, uh, was his his words. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's kind of a shame because Curry's been having an MVP like season, uh, but we'll touch on that later. Okay. Um. Well, we did just look at the standings, so this is a nice uh, segue into that. Uh, standings, the current standings. That's next on the rundown. And um, there's some uh, interesting things. I mean, you know, the Brooklyn Nets are in the eighth, eighth seed right now. Let's, let's start in the east. Um, you know, yeah, There's a chance Brooklyn could hold on to it. Karis LeVert is averaging, um, it was 20 points per game last I checked. Tier, it, it could be slightly higher. Um, uh, Jarrett Allen and has actually really turned into a defensive stopper or presence. Now, they do still have a negative uh, point differential, but so does almost everyone in the East. Yeah, five. it's yeah, it's crazy. I was, I'm actually looking at that right now, and um, the point differentials. Um, for one, I would just like to point out, no one is av- no one is allowing less than 100 points per game. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, I I can't believe that. Like, literally, like, everyone's giving up at least 100 points a game. But it seems like, like, <laughs> what is it? Well, They're all giving up about 110 points a game, roughly. Pace is way up this year, um, in part due to the th- 14 in uh, second shot clock um, uh, on an offensive rebound. The other thing is fouls are up due to the freedom of movement so there's getting more cuts to the basket. The average possession time has gone way down because the lane's more open just with, with ad spacing of more and more three-point shooting. So it, it's a higher-scoring league. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, what, I mean, I don't know. I'm still transitioning in my mind to this new NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. more analytical, is. efficient NBA where, you know, this is just going to become the norm now. Um, yeah. Where teams are averaging, you know, one twenty a game and giving up one ten, and that's considered and, a good team. You yeah, know, well, I, there's a statistically higher number of uh, shots being shot either within three feet of the basket or from beyond the three point line. That mid range of the really the the ten to twenty three feet has gone away, or ten to the three point line has gone away. Uh, there have been some dips in the 3 to 10 feet range. Um, but actually, three-point percentage as a whole is about where it was 
was the previous year for, for actually making the attempts. We're just seeing a higher volume of them. Well, now it's either, look, it's either you take a three or you dunk. Nothing, yeah, in, nothing and, in between. And I'm, I'm okay with that from a fan standpoint because I either want to see you shoot from 28 feet or I want to see you, you know, throw it down. Yeah. But um, anyway, back to the standings. So, all right, Levert's doing well. The Nets are doing all right. Um, you know, Indiana's right in the middle where we thought we were. Toronto, I mean, we are really in the best-case scenario, aren't we? We, we fully are. Uh, the, the Raptors, and they've been doing it with and without Kawhi. Kawhi sat half the well, not half the games, but what, he sat out three or four games so far? And, and they're still just been fine without him, so... Uh, their depth is is really good. Nick Nurse is playing around with starting lineups. Uh, Kawhi has played nine out of their thirteen games, so he set out four games. But Nurse is mixed in starting lineups. They've had, had uh, I want to say it was nine guys last time I checked score double figures. It's probably ten guys at this point. But they've started. Let's see, started eight different players. Uh, it, they're really just making a lot of smart moves and mixing things up of when matchups call for it. So, is uh, is the Toronto GM still the guy that used to be the GM at Denver that orchestrated the Carmelo trade? Yeah, Masai Ujiri. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, smart guy. Um, very. Uh, he's African heritage. Like uh, once I born there, he's, was the NBA's first actually African-born GM. Uh, very proud of that fact and very smart. Very, very good GM. Oh, dope. Um, yeah. The Bucks at number two at nine and three. Um, I'm just know. gonna say I, I called the Bucks at number two. You did. I did call you Boston really did. at number one, but I, you know, what, I'm gonna. We're not gonna focus on that. No one. No one would have estimated that Kawhi Leonard. Like it would have been a, like a perfect fit. Like no one yeah. saw this coming. We said we had, look. Everyone acknowledged that it. It's, it was certainly feasible that he would come back and just like nothing like nothing happened you know mm-hmm. but no one this is like unbelievable what he has been able like what Toronto like they seem like a team reborn uh, but anyway the Bucks at number two um, are you right I can't I cannot believe how well they're playing can I just say I, I am really happy in our preview pod I wanted to pick the Hornets to make the playoffs I had lots of high hopes for them and then I chickened out and left them at number nine um just because I assumed Washington would not be a dumpster fire, but Washington is literally a dumpster fire. It's 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 a race to the bottom with Washington and, and and Cleveland. I mean, we could talk about the Wizards. I mean, dude, they need to to blow up the whole thing. I so I still expect them to figure it out and bounce back and have a a mid to good. I mean, not good year, but. If they ended the season at 500, I would not be shocked, even with this early early debacle. I, I just think Beal and, Wall, Beal and Wall are too good for this. Um, Otto Porter's been a bit down on his three-point shooting. I would expect that to come back, you know. I, I, I just don't see it turning around. I think this is just, I mean, look, Dwight Howard, negative 10 wins, right? Yeah, you get out yeah, on your team, you're guaranteed to just you get a dip. Yeah, 
you know, uh, with the Butler trade just going through, you know, John Wall may actually be the next as far as really high-paid um, star disgruntled players that could be traded. And with the Butler package that that Minnesota got, I'm just not sure what uh, what Washington could even realistically hope to get for John Wall. I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're trading real estate agents and mob bosses for Jimmy Butler, then, you know, what is he going to fetch? Like a travel agent? Yeah, I mean, he's got that noose of a contract that's going to pay him a little under $50 million in a couple of years. Um, it, it's just, he's mid-40s for for a while. So it's it's brutal. It's not something that... And I it's not worth it at all to pay him. I don't think he's been that valuable mm-hmm. whatsoever. It's a shame that he's got that albatross of a contract. and But he definitely needs to be moved. Maybe, I don't know who... I mean, look, I think we talked about this in the, the, the preview pod about places maybe that wall could land that would be good for him I think I've mentioned it in every podcast we've had so far eventually he'll be traded or or Washington will just forever be a dumpster fire but I, I've certainly every time we've gotten on this I've said that we need to trade John Wall yeah so hopefully I mean it does happen I think it would be good like look player movement is great I agree with Colin Cowherd said it movement player movement is fantastic especially in the league like it just makes things more interesting Sells jerseys, puts fans in stands. It keeps us interested, you know, like, it's just good. And so hopefully Wall moves and we get to have a podcast talking about the Wall trade and how excited we are, how terrified we are that this is going to be an awful thing for him to do. Um, Let's see, the Sixers are about where they're at. I expect them to fit. I I just want to touch on the Celtics and the fact that I am uh, not really hopeful that this is going to really... And really? being a good like that's a like Brad Seaman's a great coach, but this is a lot of like it's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, they may have too much talent for their own good. Exactly, and I feel like that is that is really the issue. Well, and then the bigger fear is that they could be adding more talent to it this off season um, because they get the Kings' pick if it's not the number one overall pick. They get it. Um, they get the Grizzlies pick if it's not top ten, and they get the Clippers pick if it's not top fourteen. So and the, all those things are actually looking like those are actually going to happen. If the playoffs started today, they would get all of those picks. So, so they get three first rounders. Plus, I think they still have, have their own. Have their own. They so might. they have four first rounders. Well, yeah. No, I think they may have given their first rounder to Philadelphia in that trade. I don't know. But they still, have. Danny Ainge is the draft mat, draft pick. Like, he's the he's the collector. It um, just, you know, and I would say that they need to cash those in and try to go for a superstar or a. Um, gosh, I hate having to just always say Anthony Davis because everyone always says Anthony Davis. Um, no, they they still have their pick. So so it would be four first rounders this year. Absurd. And you know what? I really think that this is going to play out in that that exact scenario. I believe that they're going to have four first rounders. So I don't think they're going to the Clippers because um, that's top fourteen protected. So I, the Clippers I, would I have to make the playoffs in order for them to have the pick, right? Which, if we go down to the Western standings, yes, which we were going to talk about in a few minutes, yes, yeah. yes, they would. Right now, the Clippers are in the playoffs, and I think oh, and, 
I mean, that, we, we're going to get into that, but I, st- I am. Anyway, we'll get it. Like I said, we'll get into that in a second. But with and, the Celtics, Memphis, it, it's top eight protected, not top ten. I apologize. Um, so yeah, th- there's a good chance it's that they'll they may get Memphis. Um, they probably won't get Clippers. Uh, Sacramento doesn't look like they're gonna have the worst record, so they'll, they'll probably get Sacramento's, uh, which you know Sacramento still could be, depending on how hard they fall. It's seven, eight. Yeah. You know, uh, Memphis nine, ten, and maybe so. There's still still a lot of picks that they could get. Um. But yeah, as you said, the the I think the East standings are pretty much set. You know, maybe Miami gets in over Brooklyn. Um, I'm still not counting the Wizards out for a massive rushback season where they maybe make the playoffs with a sub 500 record. But I think that top seven, kind of maybe even in that order, flip flopping Detroit and Charlotte, it possibly. I think the Eastern Conference playoffs are already pretty much set, which is really sad. Yeah, I mean, look, team showed up. Like this is what's going to happen. I think personally, I think Boston's going to drop to four. I think Philadelphia end up having a better record than Boston. That could happen. Yeah, I think Boston's going to drop to four. I don't like. Again, like, I mean, it's it's really sad that the, this is the situation that Boston's in, where they have too much, and it's actually hurting the product of basketball. Absolutely. And um, it really just it's like frustrating almost to like be like you guys did all of this and now like it's it just it's not like uh, again look they're seven and five but it's just like I I mean I've watched them for a little bit and it just I don't even I don't really like what I'm seeing. It's you know Tatum's shooting a lot. Um, Kyrie has not quite figured out what he's got yet, or hasn't got back in the flow of it. Hayward has looked bad, awful uh, offensively. Defensively, he's playing passing lanes well and seems to have have quickness back, but there are definitely too many cooks in the kitchen. No one knows who's scoring when um, or or who to defer to. There's no leadership. Who's the Who's the guy? Who's leading the locker room right now? I have no idea. Exactly, and, and this is what I mean. Like this is like why they're having problems. Like this, what's what the hell is going on? Like. Well, and the worst part is, is that they've got guys who are are big game players, um, who, who will step up and take the shots. But those guys are are Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris, and I was watching a couple of sequences, and the ball would stop in those two guys' hands, and they'd be the ones to fire. It's like, man, if you make that one extra pass, you got Tatum, or if you want one extra pass, you got Kyrie, and I'd much rather see them shoot the open shot. Then you shoot the half open shot, but these guys are like, "Nah, we've got this." And I, I don't know. I think I think they need a trade to offload some of the talent. I agree, hundred percent. I think it's with Hayward with Hayward back and Kyrie back. Like I think Tatum had a beautiful chance last year to like really flourish, and I think keeping like I don't know. I maybe I think they need to move Kyrie or, or, or Hayward or something. Like they don't need all of them. Like they clearly well, were like good enough with like and Hayward I'm sorry, but Hayward just doesn't look like he fits in on the team at all. No, and I wonder if there's any sort of resentment. Because um, Hayward is very much Brad Stevens's guy. Right. Uh, and I wonder if there's a little bit of the Austin Rivers syndrome. 
Like because uh, they have a relationship from the former years, and like Hayward. Yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, but the, look at the end. Like also, like this, this is a problem that Danny Edge created himself. He drafted Tatum. He got it right, unfortunately, and um, it's just like. I don't think that they anticipated that they would nail the draft pick and have a bona fide starter when they went and signed Hayward. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like like where Toronto is heading for the best case is in the best case scenario. I feel like Boston is slowly careening towards the worst case scenario. Yeah. Which is, I didn't, like, wow. Right? Wow. Well, That's all I, I could say I mean, is wow. I mean, Boston still has everyone locked up long-term. Um, Brown and Tatum and, and even Rozier are on their rookie deals, which means they'd be restricted free agents. So Boston has plenty of time to figure all of this out. True, but, like, they're also still trying to win now. Yeah. And, like, right now when you have an excess of talent and no, and it doesn't fit together, you got to move some pieces to get to create some balance on the team. Commit to a couple of guys, let it be their team, and trade a couple of players who probably need their own team, and bring in some pieces that are going to help balance the roster out, like last year. Yeah, I'm just not sure who those pieces are or what's available. Um, if Memphis started to really crash, uh, I, you know, you, you could make a, a Marcus Saul trade. And, you know, he would fit in well. Maybe give up Jalen Brown for for Marcus Hall. See, here's the thing: is I don't think Brown should be the one moving. I don't. I never thought Brown was that good to begin with. I think he's okay. I don't really think he's that great. What we saw last year was, I think, was a complete like it was aberration. Like it's not. Um, I, I I'm not sold on him. Just like I'm not really sold on Otto Porter. Like none of these like people. Like mm-hmm. I think I think Rozier is very good. I think Tatum is the real deal. But I. Jalen Brown is the one player I like. I look. I just just like, from my own personal eye test, not sold on him. So then, why do you have a problem with him getting traded? Because he is a good bench piece. Okay. I don't. I think he he like. I'm also just going based on last year as well, and like he right. he it worked. I don't think he's a great shooter, but like I I here's the thing. This is what I want. What I want is for them to move Hayward or or, or Hayward. I think he needs to. I, I know they won't, because they just signed him. Can't. They can't move him. So Kyrie's got to move. Like I don't know. Just you're right. Maybe Brown. I guess it's unfortunate because I think they're going to be worse with Hayward. Uh, I mean, Danny Ainge has Danny Ainge has proven that he's heartless uh, when it comes to trading players. Which did you know? Danny Ainge is Mormon. Really? So Danny Ainge is Mormon does not swear and drinks milk and has yet become somehow the most ruthless general manager in basketball. Like, just just throwing all that out there. That's really interesting. I think it's funny. That is funny. Anyway, we've been stuck on the Celtics for a little bit. I'm sorry about that. This is just, it was a, it's a, I found it to be one of the more interesting things going on right now. You know, Dange looks like a genius, but his team is not doing as well as they should be doing right now. Yeah. But again, we should have anticipated this with two players coming back off like some pretty gruesome injuries. Um, anyway, with the rest of the East, I mean, the Cavs are probably going to be a top three pick. Again, unfortunately, I really didn't envision them being this bad. Um, 
and it's really it's really disappointing that they are well no they're just going to be able to draft LeBron 2.0 with Zion Williams they already have the rest of the pieces in place for a LeBron led team so you know <laughs> all's well that ends well right oh my goodness all right. Yes. 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 Uh, all is well that ends well. All is well. I mean, what? They, they win the lottery every time they're in it, right? So. It's really true. I mean, they might like. It's incredible. Like their luck. Like. It's. I. I still think it's somehow it's fixed. Like Gilbert like threatened David Stern. He's like, yo. I'm going to take your family or some shit like that. I mean, you know. <laughs> like. So the, the old NBA used to have what was called, um, I'm trying to think what the, the exact expression was, but it was like a territorial pick where if a guy went to college in your area or went to high school in your area, um, if you would enter the draft, you could draft him before the first round. So it was a, you know, this guy is my territory pick. Uh, because he grew up in my area, and it'll help sell the fans. Um, it, back when the NBA you know, was was not not good, and so like Boston's were trying to get Holy Cross people to help sell tickets, and you know everyone's trying to get their local people. And uh, Philadelphia picked Will Chamberlain out of high school, but with a territorial pick to to make sure that he stayed in the area. But. I, I'm almost in favor of the NBA doing that because that's basically what they did with ringing, ringing the lottery to get uh, LeBron to Cleveland. They basically did. You know, it's, you know what's really messed up, though? <laughs> if they instituted the territorial pick again, it still wouldn't help the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, one that, no one that plays basketball. Like, we, we would have got Kemba Walker and Sebastian Telfair. <laughs> Mo Bamba. I guess yes. yes, yes. All right, yes. He, who has, he a, who has a song? Who has a Mo Bamba? Who has a song? Apparently, that's yeah. very popular right now. But yeah, I I caught a couple of highlights of Mo Bamba. Not to lie, he looks pretty good. Orlando also. Uh, as we finish up the East here, I would just like to say, Orlando is actually doing okay, and I'm very very disappointed. I was I've been I'm rooting, rooting I've been rooting against the Magic, but what? Why are you rooting against the Magic? I just don't like the magic. Just like that. I, they just, uh, I don't know. I don't like the magic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let's, let's do the West for a minute. Because um, the West has a couple of shockers in here. And uh, they've got Memphis, L, uh, the Clippers, and the Kings all currently in the playoff picture if it were to start today. All with a plus 500 record. And I don't know how to feel about this. Well, I would just like to let our listeners know that this is officially the sign of the apocalypse. And you should repent now. <laughs> so, I mean, this is... It's the Lord, they call it the Wild West. Save us for, from our sins. They call, this the wild, they call it the Wild West for a reason, Nathan. Uh, Mr. Swank Jones. And, I mean... We knew the Kings weren't. I said that in, in the preview pod. I said the Kings weren't going to be that bad. Well, and the Kings, the Kings have been fine. Uh, their pace of play has looked really good. I, I watch every Lakers game, and they just played in LA. Um, De'Aaron Fox looks like an All Star. Um, Seven point one assists. He's averaging man. Seven point one assists. The dude is fast. He is a little quick. 
Right. Make the quick, baby. Uh, now, Sacramento's also feasted on bad teams. Um, they played Oklahoma. The first game Westbrook came back from from his surgery, and he was really rusty. Other than that, their wins are against the Grizzlies, the Wizards, uh, Miami Heat, who are actually a good team, um, but haven't played well thus far, Orlando, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think without Butler. So it's not been the cream of the crop as far as wins go, and they were dismantled by the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, losing by 35 points. So maybe not... Not to get too excited too quickly. I but know, but the thing is, that's still going to translate to like ten more wins if they're going to feast on bad teams. Like true, the team like this is a Kings team that couldn't even beat. They were the bad team. So now yeah. that we're actually talk, we're actually having a conversation about the Kings being separate, like a separate entity from the bad teams. Yep. This yep. means and that the Kings have now entered into the next tier, you know, of like not great. But not terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and watchable do, basketball. We do have a Kings fan in uh, on the team, uh, the Temple Entertainment and Media. Um, so who's so the Kings fan? Good. Ooh, can't tell you, man. Can't tell you. You're gonna actually have to pay attention to the group chat. Oh man, I'm gonna have to pay attention to the group chat, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, I no, think I've muted like, that thing so long. I don't even. I don't even. Listen, I haven't. I haven't looked at Jan's. It's a little bit like the old school army rules of don't ask, don't tell. Um, when you're a Kings fan, uh, yeah, it, it's not something you, you publicize that much. So I don't want to out him publicly yet. I'll let him no, come yeah, out. Yeah, don't. The, yeah, that's the, the King's wrong closet. Thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Kings. Yeah, don't don't do that. Um, uh, my cousin. We, my we cousin also, lives in Sacramento, and my friend from high school just became the weatherman for Fox 40 in Sacramento, Adam Epstein. So uh, Actually, I have some ties to Sacktown, and I need to go visit. Please never call it Sacktown again. <laughs> please never call it. Uh, we actually have a Grizzlies fan and a Clippers fan in the Temple, uh, on the Temple team as well. Uh, so, and I've got, a, I've got a $300 bet against the Grizzlies making the playoffs that I'm starting to get more and more scared about. Why would you bet against Jaron Jackson Jr.? I, As a Michigan State person, how dare you? This is you know, 81 Honda. How dare you? You know, it seemed like a really safe bet at the time. Like, it seemed really safe. And they keep getting the dumbest luck out there. Like, they played Phoenix without Devin Booker. That's, that's a win. As soon as they played with Booker, they lost. They played Utah without Donovan Mitchell for one of the two games. They, they beat them. Um, they they just got to play Philadelphia last night after the trade went through, where they didn't have Rob Covington or Sarge, and they still don't have Butler yet. I'm just saying, this is dumb luck, and I don't like it, and if I lose $300 because of dumb luck, I'm going to be really mad. Well, I don't know, I'm just going to laugh at you. But uh, I just want to touch on the Kings a little bit more. Heels, Heels the leading scorer. Yep. Uh, I just would like to say Heald is shooting 48% from the field. You know what Darren Fox is shooting 49.4%? I did not realize he was shooting field. that high. Yeah. And Wolf from Kelly's, the field or from three? No, no, from th- from the field. Okay. Darren Fox. It's quite efficient now. Okay. That, that's that's no, not that's You want to hear what... If, dude, you, you're, the three-point percentage is going to surprise you even more. Fox is shooting 41% from downtown right now. That's great. Yeah. Heald's shooting 43%. Um, 
And oh man, I would I would say that um, Darren Fox is averaging eighteen point seven and seven point one assists, uh, mm-hmm. eighteen point seven points, seven point one assists per game. He's a PR, a nice PR, eighteen point nine. Will Cully Stein's PR is twenty point five, and he's averaging sixteen point eight points and eight point two rebounds. That, I mean, it's some nice numbers. Bagley's still doing okay. He's they're only playing him about twenty two and a half minutes, you know. Um, He's averaging twelve point three points, but you know, I mean, he looked lost out there in the Lakers game. They were guarding him, him with Hart, and Hart was stopping him. Um, I know it, it's, I guess I watched one other, or Kings game, but I watched that Kings Grizzlies game. Um, I, I still just want to see Bagley play more. He he needs to adjust to the NBA. And, Definitely, like he's got time. He's got time though. And the t- the thing is, I'm really like Will Cully Stein's been a real nice surprise. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, he's like a better version of Javale McGee. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just I think he'll maybe may have maybe find it found his place. You know where he can like be Buddy Hill. Yeah. And um, I just you know Sacramento's been a pleasant surprise. And you know what, Nathan, I'm gonna say this. I like to watch him play. I'd like to go watch him see a Sacramento game. I could see a Kings game. Yeah, I'd we be down for that. I would like to also like to go to sleep to the whatever the Golden whatever they call it now. What's the name of their damn arena? It used to be a sleep train. I don't even. It's a new arena downtown. But I for, do have a cousin that lives there, so if you ever want to go to Sacktown, I go. You can probably stay at his house and then go see a game. No Sacktown. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's just like what I call it. Gosh. The capital of California. There we go. I'll refer to it as that. Um, not not better. So. In the West. Okay, so uh, we touched on the Grizzlies for a second, but I want to jump to the Clippers and yeah. what this means at 7-5. and five, um, I, I think it's time for me to be reminded that Doc Rivers is actually a good coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. Of course you don't like it. Do you think he'll rehire? Well, you're like rehire Ty Lu, because Lu was his lead assistant. Um, yeah, do you, do you think that's a, a possibility? I I don't really know. All I know is that Tobias Harris, Long Island product, you know, with the territorial pick, the Knicks would have had Tobias Harris. But I think Harris landed in a good place. If he's going to be like the leader of this team, I think you know. Oh, uh, I just want to let you know, Woj just confirmed. That uh, Carmelo Anthony has played his last game as a Rocket, so that is uh, if wow. Woj says it, it's a done deal. Yeah. So by the way, it's Sunday night. It's about eleven thirty. So this is when we're doing this. So yeah. So it's just confirmed. All right. Well, I guess Melo is out. Uh, that yeah. Like wow, that's really um, surprising. Yeah. Welcome to LA, Carmelo. I hate this. Um. Yeah. That. I guess Carmel. Yeah. I think. I think his career is done. But. I mean, if they if they felt if things were that bad that they felt that they had to get rid of him, and the team's poor players maybe because he's around, like. That's. It, it's not a good sign, and for him it's to not be a good another sign. job in the NBA, I still think he will. Um, you know, could San Antonio pick him up and salvage him? Sure, I, I wouldn't put it past Pop. 
could LeBron say, listen, he's coming to L.A., and we're giving him the Lance Stevenson minutes? Fine. Um, Lance both terrifies me and excites me sometimes. So I'll, I'll take Carmelo in those minutes. I just don't... I don't know. I'm I'm a little I'm a little so like I'm I'm in a little bit of shock right now. Um, also, uh, my fantasy football team just lost, but that's a whole other thing. Man, my, my fantasy! I was projected to win four out of my five fantasy leagues today. Uh, three of which are basketball, two of which are football, and I think I'm going to walk away two and three. So uh, it was not a good day fantasy sports wise for me. That's not bad. I mean, I don't know. I, I, this is the fourth game I've lost in a row. So, I, 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 but anyway, this is a basketball podcast, not a football podcast. The Clippers, uh, maybe Melo goes there. We'll see. But um, also, just the Grizzlies. I just I'm looking at just the statistics. So Harris leads the team in scoring for the Clippers, and the Grizzlies is Conley Junior. Um, Gallinari, I mean, we don't know how long he's going to stay healthy, but he's averaging 19 points a game. Yeah. But we know that's like, you know, maybe the Clippers fall back to earth when the Gallinari eventually gets hurt, right? Yeah, that's what I figure. Is the Clippers will eventually have some injuries. Um, Sacramento, although they're feasting on bad teams, has not yet beat good teams. Memphis has uh, slogged out a really good game against Denver, um, and, and they did get that one win against Utah while Utah was at full strength. I still just expect them them to fall down. Um, plus, I think Houston's going to bounce back strong. They just beat Indiana tonight. Uh, L.A. is still in a dogfight against the Hawks, which makes me nervous that they're just in a dogfight against Atlanta. Um, but the Pelicans, I think, will be good. I think Utah ha- has figured out how to adapt to this new high-scoring NBA, and we'll see them rise back in. Um, so... I don't expect the three shocking teams to stay this high, but through, you know, 11 to 13 games, depending on which team we're talking about here, seeing them this high in the playoffs, good, good sign for future things for these fans. Definitely. I mean, the Clippers are definitely, of this, of this group of uh, teams, those three teams, I think that, the, for me at least, the Clippers are definitely the most surprising um, just because of their lack of talent. Yeah, I mean, they're... They, they really don't have much, you know what I mean? And it just, it's really shocking. I mean, looking at them in a 2K-ish type stance, they probably don't have anybody that would be an 85. Nope. Um, I, I don't have 2K19. But, you know, if I was rating them, none of them would be an 85. If they're higher, probably, you know, maybe Harris is 82. Just guessing it at random. Uh, I'm sure... When Dylan listens to this, I'll get a text saying, <laughs> "Actually, uh, actually, he's this high." But, um, but I also think that they've got ten guys that are probably, you know, seventy-five or better. So, you know, their tenth man is probably a lot of teams' sixth man um, type. But their first man is probably also a lot of teams' like fourth or fifth man. So, they can wear teams down. Um, but I don't think it's a it's a long term success or certainly not a playoff success. 
the style. Well, um, before we, uh, I want to just finish up the West here. Um, just slightly touch on the Lakers who are now at 500. Your Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if we keep potting for a little bit longer, they could get up to above 500. Uh, or, or dip back below, in which case I'll be sad and I'll cry even more. Um, yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you think? They, you know, they, LeBron seems to still be a very good player. Yeah. LeBron's just... I don't know. I'm getting mad at LeBron because there are times when he should take over and he's just very passive. And he'll just stand there and like wait for everyone to cut around, and then he's like, "Ah, I ain't seen the open cutter. I'm just gonna pull this three with a guy on my face." And sometimes he's hit it. So, you know, I can't be super mad, but um, I also think that we should be starting uh, Hart over Lonzo and moving LeBron to a point guard position. So LeBron at point, Hart at shooting, uh, Ingram small forward, Kuzma power forward. McGee Center, um, but that's, you know, I think that's certainly how we should end games. Well, is it a little, is it, is it a little bizarre that I'm a little upset that LeBron has kind of like hijacked this team? No, no, I mean, I'm very, like, the, the, I feel like, the, like, I don't know, just from watching this, it just, it's weird, one, it's weird to see LeBron in the Lakers uniform. I can't, yeah. I can't, I don't even know if I'll ever get used to it. Um, I mean, I know why he went there, but it's just like, it seems like the team is just like, is I don't even I don't know if he's gonna have anybody join. I mean, they they could make a trade for AD, and this makes things a lot more interesting. But like, the Lakers had this whole youth movement, and now they're going back into like win now mode, and like it's just they they're caught like right now where ha- that roster is like literally right in the middle of win now and play for the future, and like anytime LeBron comes to your team, you shift into win now. And this Laker team could have been good for years, you know, kind of like where Philly's at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Lakers were Philly West, at least in my opinion, with Ingram and Ball and Kuzma and, you know, Hart. They had, like, some really good, like, they were compelling, interesting pieces. And, yeah. like, having the Lakers now, LeBron just, it, it's, it, I'm still getting used to it. Yeah, it's... Unless they can get another star, it's not going to end well. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, so I think that finishes up the rest of the really Nothing else to note. I mean, Carmelo's now gone from Houston. So we should see their win total pick up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Dallas is Dallas. Nothing really. Um, Minnesota's. You think that their win total will now with that with Butler gone that uh, Minnesota will pick up? I um I wouldn't expect it to. Uh, I mean, I guess it, it's pretty terrible right now. What are they three and eight? And also, uh, you think that Tibbs is also gone as well? I hope so. I, I think you need to get rid of Tibbs. I don't think they will. I think he still has a massive contract left. At least they're four and nine. Um. But, yeah, I, I don't know who you hire. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily bring in Ty Lue for this job. Um, I think if the Lakers do Tyler. fire Walt, 
I, I think if the Lakers do firewall him, Minnesota should swoop in and take him really quickly because um, he brings joy to the game, which is something Minnesota clearly needs. Um, their their stars don't look like they love the game, so uh, I think getting someone like Walton, who who is passionate about loving the game, would be really good, um, and having a joyful atmosphere. So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't just fire Tibbs without having some idea of who to replace him with, and I'm not sure who that is right now. Fair. Um, but we should probably wrap things here. Yeah, let's wrap here. things up. So there, but um, there was one last thing. Um, there, there was a couple of college players that apparently had a good game or something. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I don't really care about college basketball. Get to the NBA, uh, and then we'll talk. Fair. Um, but you watch some highlights or you watch something. Tell me what you saw. Who'd you like? Uh, I just know. I just Zion, Zion Williamson. I mean, I just conceded that the Duke is gonna win the national championship. Um, there's just nothing. There's no one even close to like their talent level. Period. Um, Zion. I don't even know if he'll be the number one pick, but Duke will win the national title this year. Um, the guy looks very good. He looks very powerful. He's not. He's big and heavy like a wrecking ball, but he's not tall. You know, he's kind of like, you know, people have compared him to Charles Barkley. And um, I think he's, I just, yeah, I'm going to be really curious to see next season how his game translates to this new NBA. And how, mm-hmm. like, you know, also, I, I also worry about, like, his style of play and how, you know, if that translates to longevity. Isn't he, isn't. I keep hearing that he's really big, that he's like 285. He's like a run, running back. Okay. Like, he's just a massive dude, and he just overpowers people. Like, kind of like, well, you know, LeBron. But LeBron was much skittier when he came in the league. He actually mm-hmm. bulked up. LeBron looked like a... I was looking at old LeBron videos, like, earlier this year. Like, he looks like a kid. LeBron looked like a kid. The, the Zion looks like... Like, like damn. But... I think he's going to be very good, and I don't know. I'm just curious. I mean, he'll probably end up in Cleveland, of course, because you know, if the cat if the Cavs are in the lottery, they're winning it. Like they don't just they don't they're not just they're not they're coming to play around. Like no, no, they, they don't take second. They take first. Always first at all. First or nothing at all. But anyway, yeah, that, I just wanted to touch on Zion, and I think that uh, yeah, his highlights were very very. Nice and Duke blew out Kentucky, so I don't. Know. I mean, anything can happen, but the guy is gonna be. We're gonna be talking about him probably a lot next year. Fair, very fair. And I did just reach out to our Clipper correspondent to find out uh, find out where the two K ratings are. Uh, Lou Williams and Tobias Harris are both eighty twos, and the lowest guy that's getting regular minutes. Uh, is Shea Gillis Alexander, who is 73, so it was almost spot on with 85 and 75. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, thank you uh, for listening. Uh, this has been another edition of the Hoops Temple uh, podcast. Uh, check us out. Uh, we are featured on the uh, Temple Entertainment and Media website team. Uh, yep. Nathan. Uh, t- what? What? 
uh, templeeam.com. Find us on Twitter at Temple Entertainment and Media. Find us on Facebook, Temple Entertainment and Media, or Hoops Temple. Uh, we exist in both places. Is um, yeah, come come check yeah. us out. Come hit us up. Uh, we'd love to do a question and answer mailbag. So we've got contact us on both the website. You can hit us up on Facebook by sending us either a message or or a uh, leaving a comment or tweet at us. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll find those tweets. We'll look at them. And we'll answer some questions. Yeah. Uh, Nathan's at NathanS127 on Twitter. I'm at PatSnakesMets on Twitter. Uh, and, um, yeah, also on Temple Entertainment Media, we uh, have, what was it, we just, what article went up about, you wrote something about the mid-90s? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill's first movie, here, which, uh, well, his first movie as a director, was a beautiful piece. Um, fair warning, Lots of language in it, uh, lots of Gaislers, um, but very accurate representation of what what growing up in the '90s was like. I think and uh, a lot of skater culture, and, and I, I think it was a very beautiful piece. So um, just just go into it knowing it's an R for a reason, and that reason's language. But I, I really liked it. I, I recommend it to anybody, probably 35 or younger. I'm probably going to check it out. Um, But anyway, guys, we will see you next time. And um, thank you so much for listening once again. Nathan, you know, it's been a pleasure as always. Of course. All right. See you later, Richard. See ya.